Welcome to Dominion Sonship Life. Thank you for your faithfulness in joining us and to always come and to desire to glean from that which I believe the Lord wants to speak to all of us, to all of us. And I, I, I received a pretty strong title this morning. Two words, but the strength of it is so, oh, such a confidence builder. It can put such a confidence in us today. And, and the strength of this message is truly the work of the spirit within us. The strength of this message is truly the confidence that only the word of God can put in our hearts. And the title is never disappointed. Never disappointed. Never disappointed. Just before just before the title had come in in the morning, I think about an hour ago, I had this thought, a carnal thought, I don't have a message. I don't know what the message is, and I had to silence that thought. And as I silenced that thought of carnal doubt and unbelief, here the voice of the Lord came so strong, never disappointed. Never disappointed, and with it I saw I saw, I saw these verses lined up. And so I have penned down some of the verses. I'm going to trust, I will trust the Lord to bring forth the strength of persuasion today so that we will know that in Christ we are never disappointed. And I really see this as, as a bridging of what we've been speaking over the last two, three months, and it started off with, do not worry about your life. Why take the care? Care is devour. And then the last couple of weeks or so, we started moving in this place of the faith persuasion, a building of faith that it is not by sight, this Christian walk, but it is a walk of faith. And so, Last Sunday was Rise and Walk, and we looked at, we looked at this power that resides within us, Christ himself. And because he resides within us, we don't have to wait on anything on the external to move a budge, to make a way for us. The way has already been made because he now lives in us, the way maker that is victory, faith in the one who is the way has made us stand firm and unswerving in the face of opposition to know if God be for us, who can be against us. And so here I sense the unction and here I sense the utterance of the spirit. And so let's go to these verses that we've been really charting through over the last many months. We'll start with Hebrews 11, 1. And, and I'm trusting for a building of a strength of an utterance that would shake off the doubt and unbelief, that would shake off this false thought. It's all up to God. I'm waiting on God to do something. I've exhausted all means. I'm waiting on God. God hasn't moved. What a life from the pit of hell. God has already moved and he is waiting on you, moving in accordance to the word of God. He's already moved to come all the way. The word was sent to rescue and I, to rescue us from the clutches of Satan where there was no way. And he has placed us now in the kingdom of the son that he loves, who is the way. And so now the way, life, Truth lives in us, lives in us, Christ, the hope of glory, lives in us. We have the way of truth. We have the way of life. We have him. And so uh, let's, let's, let's go to Hebrews 11, 1. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Faith is confidence of that which the word produces in our heart to believe and hope God for. The evidence, the proof of things not seen. Of things not seen. And so then we were, we spent a couple of weeks here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 7. For we, we that are born again, we that are born from above, we that are called the children of God, 
Christians, we Christians, we Christians are to walk by faith, by the substance of persuasion, by this evidence of things not seen. We Christians are to walk by faith and not by sight. Not by carnal understanding and perception and, and carnal seeing. Let me see which way the wind blows. I'll go that way. I don't like a position. I'm just going to go with the way things sway. Well, do you not know that Satan is behind the sway that's found in the world? Satan is the blinder that produces a sway of blindness. You want evidence that is seen? Then at that moment, you're lining up with the sway of the wicked one. Where there is much disappointment. Where there is much destruction. And it's not the time to say, well, I thought I heard God. I guess God did not come through for me. No. You leaned on the arm of flesh and Satan came through. Yeah, it's a tough message today. Never disappointed. Do you want to live the life of faith that is a constant appointment with the word of God? Do you want to live the life of faith that is a constant hope of things that you know are true and they're coming to pass for you? Do you want to live life with this proof of things unseen and you know they are reality because faith shows me the reality of the word of God? Well, then that way is narrow. That way is the way of victory, the way of liberty in Christ. That is the way the Christian is called to live by faith. Most glorious life. Yes, Highly persecuted by your flesh, number one. By the carnal man that needs to be shut down and shut out every single moment. What if? What if God doesn't come through? What are you talking about? God has already come through for me. I am born from above. He is my father. He knows my needs before I even ask him. He knows what I need of. And so, and so let's go to Matthew 6 because that was what we spent a lot of time on. We refresh our little memory. And move in the mind of Christ. The grandness of who God is. The grandness of who God is in us, for us, and through us. <laughs> what does Jesus say? What does Jesus say here in, in Matthew 6, 25? Right after he's saying you can't serve two masters, make up your mind whose you are today. You are God. You are a purchased possession. You belong to God. And because you belong to God, you are fashioned for glory. You are fashioned for the beauty that God bestows in Christ alone. Verse 25, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you eat, what you drink, nor about your body, what you put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. You see, your life in Christ is from above now. You now live the greater life of the one that's greater in you than the one that's in the world. And because you now live this life that is from above, this greater life, this higher life, the life that is above, born from above by the Spirit of the living God, you now have a greater worth and value than what you put on your mortal body and what you partake and put into your mortal flesh. You now in Christ are portioned for the blood, huh, for the blood and the broken body of Jesus, the cup of communion. You are apportioned for the cup of communion and the one that communes with the Lord has no fellowship with demons. 
destruction and disappointment is never found in the cup of communion with Christ. But faith is found there. And assurance that he so loved me, he gave his life for me. And if he did not spare his life for me, how much more will he not clothe me and feed me and provide for me and take care of me? Therefore, I'll listen to what Jesus say. And I'll say, I'll not worry about my life. Now we... If we've been born again for more than just a month and we've fellowship with Christians and gone to church and you know we hear we hear stories of they've so been filled with doubt and unbelief, can I say? When you hear someone talk about their life in a worry fashion, taking, having taken the care, instead of bringing them back to, 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 to this verse, do not worry about your life. We say, yes, I understand these are hard times, brother or sister. Yes, I understand. No, we don't understand. We are to only understand the word of God by his spirit. Because we, as we will go through the verses he gave me, are made for no disappointment. When I trust the word of God, I am in a divine appointment. I have assurance I have a guarantee that it will go according to the word of God. So why am I going to worry? So next time worry comes, don't take it in and, 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 and kick God out. I'm going to worry because I don't know if God's going to come through. i got to fend for myself, you know. No, when worry comes, you kick that to the side and say, no, but the word says. Now, I'll give here an honor to the young lady that really was instrumental to bring me in the kingdom of God. It was an African girl we went to university together many years ago. And she demonstrated living faith to me. Of what does the word of God say, Desi? If it's not in the word of God, Desi, I don't need to hear it, Desi. And she just walk away from all the conversation. I was so car. I actually that time early on, I wasn't even born again when I roomed with her. And she turn her back to me and walk away. No, you don't know, Desi. I'm like, what do you mean I don't know? I can see this, I can see that. I, I, uh, and she just, no, you don't know, Desi. Ah, what example. What example, and really, when I look at my life, I can say she was the only one that lived in the consistency of what does the Lord say in his word. How sad it is of a statement. It's been, what, over 30 years ago. Have I come across religious people? A lot of them. I loved each and every one of them. But a consistency in the word of God. To not be moved by what someone else says or doesn't say. What the politician says or doesn't say. What the government says or doesn't say. To not be moved by anything but the word of God. That is a rarity, my brother and sister. And so today I say the word offers us a life of no disappointment. You can put your life in here and you can, you can to the very end with your very last breath. And I am never going to be disappointed because if God be for me, if the word says by his stripes I am healed, by his stripes I am healed. My phone flew. Praise God. Let everything fly off. There is a hindrance to us. 
Let everything go. That is a trip up to us to tell us the word. Yeah, but the word. Yeah, but I don't know if the. I don't know if I've lived right. I don't know if I qual. I don't. Oh, shut that down and go back to Colossians. Colossians says you're transferred out of the kingdom of darkness. You're not Satan's anymore. Therefore, you don't need to go in. I don't know if I'm if I'm good. I don't know. You in a brand new kingdom. You're a brand new creation. Brand. So many messages I've, I've spoken on. I think pretty much every message I have over the last what three and a bit years, almost is it four years now. I don't know. I've mentioned and I've had reference to new creation to be born again, to be born from above, because without that true understanding that I'm not a carnal being, you will be living in disappointment because you always rely on trying to do your own little thing to further yourself in life. Better parenting. Better marriage seminars, more money, how to be more successful, how to budget better so I have some money for retirement. Yeah, we're, we're in the perfect time where all of this right now is messed up. And the systems of the world are topsy-turvy because there's a great shaking that is of God to bring to you understanding who is your confidence today. And if the word is not your confidence, if the word is not your marriage, if the word is not your family, your parenting, your budgeting, your all in all, you are in for great disappointment. Mm. Playing around. Fooling around with God. I believe, I believe, I believe. I live carnal as carnal can be. Ah. Yeah, when he said never disappointed, I, I saw the whole message and I shuddered. When we say we're Christian and that we're to live life by faith, which has overcome the world, there is a growing up in that that requires diligence in the word of God. That requires a mind renewal, a removing and a bringing down of carnal thoughts that are always coming against the word of God. In Matthew 6, uh, uh, one more verse here we read in verse 31, Jesus again says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. Oh, I seek God and his kingdom. Well, really, before God, in all honesty, we know what we seek. It's not to condemn us, but to bring us back to the reality. If I am worried, <laughs> I must be thinking, seeking and sinking, seeking something else and sinking in it too. Just like Peter. I'm all for you, Jesus. Gulp, 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 sunk. I'm all for you, Jesus. Three times betrayed him. What am I saying? Let's go deeper. What am I saying? Trust the word of God. Put this word in you. And let this word talk to you above every voice. What you say, Destiny, it's not going to work out for me? Oh, you don't know my God. That's one thing Beatrice said to me. An impossibility to me she was facing. An impossibility. I said, Beatrice, how are you going to do that, Beatrice? She looked at me. Oh, Desi. In your thick African accent, Desi, Desi. You don't know my God. When she said that, I was already a born-again believer for many years. Speaking in tongues and all that, too. Knowing a few verses. Oh, that statement still rings in me. Do I know my God? 
the one that says not only are all things possible to him, but all things are possible to the one who believes. He said, after all these things, the Gentiles seek. But look, our portion. But your heavenly Father knows what you need, that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things. The one to veer our gaze off of him. And all these things, the talk that we need to pursue them, all these things that are mesmerizing us, when we forsake them, God knows how to add them to us. With, not sweat, with no sweat of our brow, with no sweat of our brow, which is the curse. Seek. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, I guess I read more than just one verse here. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things, sufficient for the day, its own trouble. Just focus on right now. Overcome right now in your mind. Overcome it. The next verse we spent a lot of time on was in Peter. Second, sorry, first Peter chapter 5. Where God says he resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And so here in verse 6, 1 Peter 5, 6. Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Agree with his word. Submit to his word. That he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, you have an adversary, a great opponent, Satan, who knows every weakness of your flesh, by the way, who is always coming to steal the word of confidence that has been planted in your heart by the sower that sows the word Jesus. And so you've got to contend. It's called the fight of faith. You've got to contend for the reality of the word of God to be the utmost reality of your life. You've got to contend. And that contending only comes through the abiding in the word of God. You can't of your own carnal little self-perceive spiritual matters. You're greatly deceived in your carnal self. It feels like a spirit must be the Holy Spirit. Oh, well, you've got to judge according to the word of God. And the word goes a step further. We're to judge the brethren according to the fruit that they bear just because it calls themselves a Christian. Be aware of your associations. I mean, I think of Jesus. He says, I don't entrust myself to men. I know what's in man. I don't trust the testimony of man, he said. He said his, his testimony is great. It comes from above, from his heavenly father. Which testimony are you relying on? The word of man, so you be a man pleaser? Or the word of God, so you be a God pleaser? That's what in Hebrews 11, 6, the, the right of Hebrews says, the only thing that pleases God is faith, which is a trust in the word of God. So we see here we have an enemy, the devil, that walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, though, says to resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. All of us are in it, in this fight of faith, in resisting Satan steadfast in the faith, in knowing that we are from above, and therefore, because we are from above, children of God, we've overcome everything that's below. And I include Satan 
and every lie he has. So now let's go back to 11, Hebrews 11, 1. And I'm going to look at hope that does not disappoint. I um, did a series of teachings on hope, which I haven't listened to since back then. It goes back to the very beginning of Dominion Sonship and... Um, and it was like, I think a series of five messages back to back raised up to hope. And the first video that we put online was actually raised up to hope part four. And that's really where it all started in terms of a video recording of, of me teaching, um, under Dominion Sonship and uh, what a glory it has been, what a glory it has been. And so it's almost a revisiting to me to this word hope that we see in Hebrews 11, 1. Hebrews 11, 1 in the strong concordance reads, Now faith is the assurance of what we hope for and the certainty of what we do not see. So let's go back to this word, the assurance or the substance of what we hope for. Faith is the assurance of what we hope for. Faith is the substance. That word assurance or substance is the Strong's Greek 5287. It's actually a very powerful word. Hypostasis. And um, it means assurance. Giving substance, faith gives substance or reality. That's why the New Living translates that verse is that faith shows the reality. It is also a guarantee. Faith is the, is the guarantee of that which I hope for. The guarantee, assurance, substance, reality. This word study now, it's made up of two words, um, Hippo and histemi, which the word, the first is under, the second is to stand. Under and to stand. Properly to possess, standing under a guaranteed agreement, title deed. So faith is this assurance that we have as a guarantee, a title deed to that which you hope for. Well, you know, if you, if you have a piece of land or if you have a home and you have the title deed, what does that mean? It means it's yours. It means it's yours. And no one has a right to you, but you, unless you allow them to, but it's your property. It's your land. You have the title deed. Well, faith is that to us regarding that which the word has spoken to us. You see, faith comes through the hearing of the word of God. And the more we meditate his word, and the more we allow his word to speak to us, to our inner man, to our inner man, to transform and to renew our mind, to renew our mind, the more we, we see his word coming into the reality of my focus, the more I become ununderstandable to the world because my perspective, my reality, my my title deed of, of knowing what I have has fully shifted from the carnal understanding I had prior to the entrance of his word that brought light to me. And so the more we walk this walk of faith, the more we meditate and abide in the word of God, the less we are understood by the world and carnal Christians. That is, that equals to greater opposition. That equals persecution as we saw the true words, Jesus, the word made flesh, be highly persecuted. The purer walk you have in Christ The greater overcoming you have an opportunity to do every day. You're made to overcome. You're made to overcome. You're made to be in dominion. You're made to walk above. You're made to walk by faith and not by sight. 
You're made to live this life of no disappointment because you have this proof. You have this reality of the word of God. You have the title deed to what he has promised you. It's yours. Figuratively, this word that we, we sow in my new King James, it's substance. The strongs, it's assurance. A figuratively title to a promise of property. <laughs> We've got the title with our name on it. With our name on it. It's yours. But really, it's his name on it. It's his name on it. Whose name? Jesus, the word's name on it. They is exalted his word above his name. His name's on it. His word is on it. And now that I'm in him, in Christ, I have this right to be an heir. And a co-heir with him to everything that the Father has given him, like he spoke in John. Everything the Father has given to him. And now we have the Holy Spirit to lead us into everything the Father has given him. What a salvation. What a salvation we have of living life in peace. Living life in the rest of faith. Living life unmoved by what we see. Living life of no disappointment. Living life in patience. Living his life of dominion. This gives us a legitimate claim because it literally is under a legal standing. Entitling someone to what is guaranteed under the particular agreement. For the believer, this word, hypostasis, the title of possession, is the Lord's guarantee to fulfill the faith he inverts in us. Through the word of God. We have a guarantee. But you see this guarantee comes through the Holy Spirit. It's not another rah-rah little message of your own little self. You go and you conquer that little mountain just like, just like Joshua and Caleb. You say, Caleb, I'm going to take the mountain for God. Let me see how fast I can run. Oh my dear. The kingdom of God is not of meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We have a seal of guarantee. Let's go to, but keep your, keep your finger in Hebrews 11, 1. But in 2 Corinthians, in chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, hmm. Let's go to 19. I'm going to 22, really. Uh, well, let's do 18. But as God is faithful, our word to you, Paul says, the word that God has given him to speak to them. These epistles, they're the very word of God. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. There was no wavering in it. You know, you hear this religious stuff. Oh, my dear, here I go. God answers three ways. What is it? Yes, no, and maybe, or some oh, foolishness. That's not the, what the word says. That is not what the word says. Paul says it's not a yes or a no. Not a maybe so. To get your act together, potentially. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, 
by Miss Sylvanius and Timothy was not yes and no. This word that was preached was, it's not a yes and no, maybe so. But in him was yes. The word that is Christ himself is a yes possibility. Yes. You are an overcomer. Yes, you have the title deed. Yes. By stripes you have been healed. Yes, you have to wait another moment to get it. But what you do is you persuade yourself of having gotten it already. When did you get it? When you became born again. You entered a brand new kingdom. You became part of a greater body than your mere flesh and blood. The body of Christ, the body of resurrection, the one that raised from the dead and with his rising. That's why Ephesians says we've been raised together with him because we sit with him, in him. Oh, mercy on all of us. I'm preaching this as much as to myself as anyone the Lord leads this way. A strength of persuasion that in Christ there is no disappointment. It's not yes, no. It's a yes in him. For by the promises, for all the promises of God, for all the promises of God, in him a yes and in him Amen. To the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ, that is in faith, and has anointed us is God. God in births faith in our heart through the word of God. This word has innate power to produce faith in your heart. You don't have to drum it up. You just read and abide and you meditate the word and there faith is. Faith always comes through the hearing of the word of God. He who establishes us with you in Christ has, and has anointed us is God. Who also, this is the verse, who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our heart as a guarantee. A guarantee of what? Of walking out truth. A guarantee of what? Of never being disappointed in truth. Uh, Paul says very much the same in that chapter 5, 2 Corinthians. It's verse 5. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. And so when we have the lead of his Spirit, which is always in truth, in the Word of God, we are walking in the guarantee of faith. We're walking in the assurance, in the substance, in tangibility, in title deed of that which he has said to me, it is yes. And so when doubt comes up, says no, uh -uh, the word says no to you. No to doubt, the word says this, and it will be as the word says. You doubt the doubt, you shut it out, and you believe the word of God. Well, you know, I know someone, so-and-so, brother or sister, and they stood just like you, Desi, and they died prematurely. Or, Desi, they suffered a train wreck or a car wreck. You know, Desi, you got to be careful how bold you are because, you know, Desi, everyone is in a different place. I'm not talking about everyone in a different place. I'm talking about the ones that are in Christ have an opportunity to mature Christian faith, which is, which is not by sight. And like I started this message, there is a growing up that all of us are to attain into this never disappointed. It is from glory to glory, even by the Spirit. That's what he says if we go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit who is a guarantee. 
He's put his name on it. It's a guarantee. He said it is finished. Now the Lord is a spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty. Liberty of what? Not to flesh out, to believe him. To believe him with all of your heart and know you'll not be disappointed. Liberty to trust your living God. To entrust all on him. To cast your care on him because he cares for your liberty. To be who he says you are, a beloved child of God, already accepted in him, never to be rejected, never to walk in condemnation because you're found in Christ now. Liberty. To be above all and not beneath. And suffer consequence of mistakes. Liberty to be able to repent and to escape the devour, the snare you find yourself in today. Liberty. To be a child of God. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord being transformed into the same image. This is it. Is there disappointment in Christ? No, there isn't. We're being conformed to this image of Christ. From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. This word in Hebrews 11.1, now hope. We're going to go to, we looked at any, in your own time, spend time focusing on this word assurance. Hypostasis, five to eight, seven, powerful, substance, assurance, title deed, proof, reality. Reality of what? Assurance of what? Title deed of what? What we hope for. I'm not talking of a wishful, wishful thinking like the word I wish, I hope so, I wish. No, this is an assurance. A hope that does not disappoint in Romans 5, 5. We'll look at that. This word hope, what we hope for, is 1679, Elpizo, the verb. The noun is Elpis. Elpis is 161680. But the verb is I hope, expect, trust. To hope, this, the study of the word is to hope, actively waiting on God's fulfillment about the faith he has inverted through the power of his love. Actively waiting with anticipation, knowing I'll not be disappointed. That's what faith looks like. Faith looks like being in move, like those heroes of faith, like Daniel and David and, and all of those names, Gideon, the, you know, Jephthah, all of the names that are in Hebrews 11. Noah, Noah, highly persecuted, mocked, mocked, yet build the ark. Knowing whom he has trusted, knowing who had spoken to him to build a, an ark, though it never rained, it had never rained, it had never rained ever before God said, build an ark. And what did God say? He built an ark. What was the opposition in his mind? He overcame it. How? Through the word of God, it says, build an ark, boy, build an ark. Noah. Well, we are called to build the ark of faith in our lives. To sustain us in these troublesome waters that the world is being suffocated with. There is, there is a shaking. But we in this ark of faith, based on what the word has said, will not be shaken, will not be disappointed. Because what we're standing on, the word, is a firm foundation. That cannot be shaken. I'm stirred up. Because I'm seeing a growth required even within my own self to attain the fullness of this title deed. Faith. To believe that which I do not see. 
to have an assurance and evidence of persuasion. If God be for me, hey, who can be against me? What circumstance arrayed against me can prosper? Absolutely nothing. It comes to naught. It always bows at the feet of Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue would confess his lordship. And as long, as long as I stand, I stand in the word of God. The circumstance will bow and confess his lordship in my life. He subdues all things according to his perfect will for me. His will for me is glory. From glory to glory, even by the Spirit. All right. Alpha's study again of this word hope was to actively be waiting for God's fulfillment. God's fulfillment. Not your little crafty brain cells putting something together. Not your little hands or are you knowing so and so and that one too. Having a renown with man, you're going to make it. Absolutely not. My renown is with God. And in him I've made it. I'm on the other side of it now. I'm in his kingdom now. Woo-hoo. Pass from death unto life, never to taste death, ever. In him I move and have my being. Romans, Romans 5, and then I look at one little parable. Well, no, it's not a parable. It's a, it's a, it's a story. It's truth. Jesus in the Gospels. But um, Romans 5, I want to look about, because really it's the key to this title. Romans 5, about glorying in tribulation. How can it be so? Because it's working for you and I. It's working for you and I. Let's, let's, let's start at 5.1. Romans 5.1. Therefore, having been justified by faith. This is right after we read about the father of faith, Abraham, who did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. That's verse 20 in chapter 4. And being fully confident, fully convinced, <laughs> fully convinced that what he, that is God, had promised, he was also able to perform. That is what faith is. That is living hope we're talking about. Fully, fully expecting that which God has said to me to be fulfilled by God himself. By God himself. So see the impossibility. Bow and become a possibility by God himself. How? By me exerting the spirit pressure on it. Faith. Faith has overcome the moment. Has overcome the fear of it. Faith has overcome it, brother and sister. Faith. Faith in God. Makes you more than a conqueror. So here we go in chapter 5, 1. Now, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace. This justification that comes by faith, walking the walk of faith and not by sight, gives peace to me. It brings this assurance, this confidence to not be troubled in this world. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. Not only that, he says, but we also glory in tribulation. Why would he glory in tribulation? Because we know we have this treasure. We know we have this treasure within us of the Spirit. To know the power to overcome, it's not of me, it is of God. And so here we see what we've been reading again in 2 Corinthians 4. You don't have to leave there. 2 Corinthians 4, we found out a few weeks ago, but you know it since you've read the Bible as well, that though we are hard-pressed, verse 8, hard-pressed on every side, not crushed we are, Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. 
that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. That's why we can glory in tribulation. Because his life is taking me through it in glory. Never to be succumbed by the moment and then, oh, you know, this is going to give glory to God. I think my failure is going to give glory to God. Absolutely not. Your failure is testifying to places in your own heart where God, where God was not highly exalted. And yes, all of us are walking through these moments where we're surveilling places where trip-ups did happen. What are we going to do? We're going to overcome them? How? Back in the word we go. We don't use religious terms and terminology to, 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 to invalidate the power of God. We don't use religious terms and terminologies to, to make us comfortable with doubt and believe, well, you know, you never know the will of God. It's one big mystery. The will of God is the word of God that we're going to find out right here. If, end of that verse 3, actually let's do verse 3. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope, this word is elpis. Now hope does not disappoint. It does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. I'll have to reteach this message. I'm going through it a little bit too fast. But I want to cover these moments. The love of God in our hearts that's been poured out by the guarantee who is the Holy Spirit is guaranteeing who's the Holy Spirit. I'm going to make it. Therefore, in this hope to see the fulfillment of the word of God in my life, I'll not be disappointed. Now that's bold, brother. That's bold. And yes, we are. Faith is audacious. Faith is bold. Faith is glorious. Here we see Jesus manifesting and bring correction to his little team. In chapter 9 of Mark 8, I'm just going to read this and I'll finish the message here. Mark 9. Hmm. In 14, 15, 16, he found, he came and he found multitudes of people with the scribes discussing, disputing a matter. And then here he is in verse 16 and he says, he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples to the fellow believers, I spoke to you, disciples, your fellow believers, the ones that follow you, Jesus, and they, that they should cast it out, but they could not. <laughs> but they could not. But they could not. What did Jesus say? Oh, I get it. I understand your dilemma. You're not for grow. I get it. Oh my, he rebukes them. He answered them and said, Oh, faithless generation. No faith. Faithless. Faithless. He called them faithless. And did they see disappointment? Yes. Not only did they experience their own disappointment, not being able to cast that thing out, but they brought a disappointment to the father who brought his son to them looking for a resolution, for healing, deliverance. And so your walk of faith is not private. The maturing of what we do in our private moments before God is really to publicly bring glory to God. 
It is very important that we grow up in faith in this hour and not mimic the way of the world, the cowardice that's in the world. We are light. We don't mingle with darkness. We can't have fellowship with demons in the house of Baal. You don't do that. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You host the guarantee of what you hope for. Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. See, bring the boy to the word. Bring him to me. I'm not talking about religious things here. I'm talking about divine reality. The word made flesh says, bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. He fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? How long, father, you've had to spectate this evil manifestation. The daddy said from childhood, and when he'd shown him, and, oh, sorry, and, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. The devil is after all of us to destroy us, but hey, we are of God now, beyond reach. But if he can do anything, the father says, have compassion on us and help us. What does Jesus say? What does Jesus say? If you can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. He got convicted of his own unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, said to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. And the spirit cried out, convulsed with greatly, and the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said he's dead. But Jesus spoke. Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Rise up and walk. And he arose. And we had come into the house. His disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. A separation unto God completely. A separation of my life unto God completely. The verse 23, New King James reads, If you can, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. The NIV says, What do you mean if I can? The Father says, If you can do something. If he can do anything, have mercy on him. Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. Don't put it on me. I can't. So can you. Look at the, the young literal. And Jesus said to him, to the father, if thou art able to believe, all things are possible to the one that is believing. To the one that is believing, all things are possible. The um, Berean study Bible, if you can, echo Jesus, all things are possible to him who believe. All right, quickly the Strong's. Quickly, the strongs I'm going to do. If you can, echo Jesus, all things are possible to him who believes. Do you know, do you know that the word can, if you can, that word can is 1410, comes from dunamis. 
if you can echo Jesus, all things are possible to the one that believes that word possible is of the same root dunamis. It's 1415. What God, so let's, let's go. If you can, it's dunamai. It means I am powerful. What do you mean if I'm powerful? He's saying I'm able, I can. The root of it is 1411 dunamis, which is ability, power. The very same root he is using towards us. All things are possible. All things are available with power if we believe. All things are possible. This word possible is 1415. Dunatos. And again, it, it means it's from the root word, the noun of dunamis. This word means strong, mighty, powerful. He's saying, if you are believing, you are strong, you are powerful, you are mighty. All things are possible because you're found in him now. And so be believing, be believing today and not doubting. And that's where your life will never face disappointments. Glory be to God. Amen. We're done.